When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes it's good to just yell about football. What are you doing? Don't do this to me, Harry! The Ohio State! It's Ohio State! What do you mean, the? It's a poison! I almost stroked out and died over it. I'm glad to be at the party. I'm mad we're this late. You ain't a captain of nothing but a sinking ship! That helps the defense without them even doing a damn thing! 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 Doing a damn thing! In a call-in line. 312-988-15. You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, Irish. Irish. Yeah, right. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, 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 Irish. Oh, Irish. Irish. Yeah, right. Ah, yeah. Right, welcome in, welcome back, folks, to an edition of Notre Dame football is being built differently. I'm here for it 100%. And I got to tell you, I'm starting to buy in a little bit. It's just things are being built too differently for me not to get excited. And I realized that could let us all down, I realized that could burn all of us. I, I, how much more Notre Dame hurt could a guy like me? Uh, what like at this point? Why not? I'm getting ready to buy in. Things are changing behind the scenes. Things are changing with the administration. This entire recruiting operation has been rethought and rebuilt. There's a lot going on trending the right way. Nobody could promise that. Look at how serious I got five seconds in. Nobody could promise any results from what we're seeing. But I just look at a lot of the markers that somebody like me who's worried about everything with this program would look at. And a lot of it's trending in the right direction, or at least the direction I want it to be. Maybe I'm wrong, but the direction I want it to be. And if you're a Notre Dame fan who's like, yeah, John, I bought in a million times before and I end up crying on my couch no matter what or whatever. God bless you. I can't blame you at all. If you're a Notre Dame fan who's like, whatever, John, like, go ahead and do your thing and get all emotional, move your arms around for an hour. I'll believe it when I see it on the field. I do not blame you. You are perfectly entitled as a Notre Dame fan to feel that and to hedge emotionally after everything we've been through and and everything else. Go for it. I See, whatever, John, I, I can't blame you. I cannot blame you if you're a Notre Dame fan who feels that way. You want to buy in, but you're hesitant and you're going to wait till you see a different result on the field. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just telling you, 
this thing's cooking a little differently. And that gives me hope. Maybe there could be some different results. So I don't blame you if you have anxiety and you're hesitant to build in and get yourself excited like last year, only to be let down, whatever. I totally am fine with that. I get it. I'm just telling you, I feel things are different this time. So thank you for being here. Obviously, you can find a program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Yanni Boy out as well. Notifications on it way you alert it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter, search bar, always Irish rat, always Irish ink. Emails, always Irish ND at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it if you don't want to see my face. I certainly don't blame you for that. Call in lines, 312-988-15. You dialed up. Tell your boy Johnny all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish ink. USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire. You can read all about it there. Patreon.com, a slash, always Irish. Who is it? Oh, that's right. Former Captain Mike Goolsby, leading tackler, by the way. We're buying a paywall. We're off YouTube. You can let it rip. What could go wrong? Nothing. A lot of things go right. Thank you for everybody who's been there already. Here's the other thing you got to remember. We got the tailgate coming up. Get yourself a Lewski from NDSubwayAlumni.com. You know what I'm going to say. There's the Lewski. Oh, baby. The Shotsky Lewski. What I'm always going to say is, I'm very particular about who I partner with on this show. I like working with Notre Dame people that are like-minded, that I trust, and that's kind of how I guide who I partner with here. Love working with these guys. And the whole idea is honor those Subway alums that make Notre Dame what it is. So go over there, get a T-shirt, get a Lewski for your tailgate, whatever you want to get, pick it up. All right, let's get into a couple of the early chats, some of what's going on here. And I'm going to get Dr. John on so he could catch a uh, flight. One of his seven girlfriends uh, it came calling, so he's got to fly somewhere else. You know, I, I just uh, got to get him in and out here. Chief Brody. Nah, after I stood there and they choked away the OSU game, I'll get there when they start cooking. Chief, totally fair. Totally fair, Chief. I cannot come in here and... and I cannot come in here and tell you without evidence to totally buy in and everything's going to be great and put your old life savings on it and, and pour your entire Irish heart out into it. I, I'm not going to tell you to do that. I've been a Notre Dame fan a long time now, every year ending in misery. Not one has ended with me happy. Not one. There's not been one year I've been cognizant that the Notre Dame season has ended and I go, all right, I feel great about that. Great job. Not one. Not one. They haven't won a major bowl game. They haven't won a title. Not one season that I can remember has ended with me happy. So if you want to tell me, John, I got to believe it when I see it and I need to protect what's left in my brain and my heart, God bless you. Go for it. I don't blame you at all. I'm just telling you. Things are cooking. Things are cooking in a different way. They just are. And, and I said different results are possible. <laughs> Maybe they're worse. Like different results could be on the high end or the low end. We're going to find out. But I'm here for something different. 
I'm here for something different because what we've been doing, the way we've been operating, the way we've been building all this has not worked. It's comfortable because every year you're cranking it up the same and things look the same and the team's being built the same. There's some comfort in that misery. It's like the frog, you know, that thing of the, they say the frog being boiled into water. It's comfortable and it's warm and they don't realize it, that they're cooking themselves. The warmer it gets little by little. I don't know. I don't know, man. Think things are things are starting to cook. I I'm sorry. It, they just are. Uh geez. Let me get caught up here. Let me star a couple of these. Get Dr. John on. He's got a plane to catch. What can't Faison do? What an athlete, man. Seriously, what an athlete. It's really pretty uh pretty amazing. I mean, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that we had to go to a, a walk-on lacrosse guy and then realize he was like the best receiver with the most moves that could get open. It's kind of sad, but I'm kind of glad we had to do it now because now you found that hidden gem and he was a freshman. So I'm sorry. I, geez, it's a bad situation how we found him. How dare I disrespect the ending of the Music City Bowl? You know what my answer is going to be? Don't be in the Music City Bowl, Brandon. I love you, but you know that's going to be my answer. The Music City. Oh, yeah. And then I bought a Snuggie when we won the Camping World Bowl. Ooh, give me a break. When things that matter. I talk all the time. I sound like Lou Holtz. Here we go. I talk all the time about respect. National respect for our boys. You don't get it by winning the Camping World Bowl. You certainly don't get national respect winning the Music City Bowl. You don't. You deserve no respect for that. You earn no respect for that. I'm ready for Notre Dame to start winning things that move the needle. Whatever you think about Notre Dame's recruiting operation now, just imagine if you won a couple of those playoff games, how much easier it gets to attract some of those kids to South Bend. That's the other thing I'm, I'm convinced of. I'm looking in the future. Swami Johnny here, looking in the future. Oh, my crystal ball, my golden dome. Oh, what does Johnny see? Oh, here's what Johnny sees. In the future, I predict, I predict a lot of these recruits, they're only going to want to go with the teams that are in that playoff every year. I'm telling you, that's how this is going to go. There's going to be a, a half dozen, six or eight teams, I'm betting, that are going to plant their flag and be in there almost every single year. And all those top guys are only going to want to go there. Why? Prime time, baby. Those guys want to go where there's an extra month of the season and you're in a showcase game every single week. And I don't blame them. That's what I predict. Oh, with my little, my little golden dome here, I'm looking in and I see the future. The future says all the best talent wants to be where the winners are. You got to be a part of it. And it starts this year. Plant that flag in the playoff this year. We got a long way to go till the season. I'm already this worked up about it. I'm eager for the next opportunity for Notre Dame to prove this could be different. We got a lot of months, though. 
I'm going to be, I'm going to be, oh boy, this is a long run. If Notre Dame finished 11 and one, what seed would they get? I would hope a five, six. Depends on if there's an SEC team that has one loss or whatever. Uh, Sir Lucas, I tend to agree with you on the cat take, but I'm biased because I'm deathly allergic. Let me find a couple more of these chats. Oh boy. Phase on with speed. We haven't seen in a long time. It's great. I again I I I shouldn't the recruited football players at wide receiver have that kind of speed. Like, like I, bro, I, it just shows you it could be two things at the same time. Happy for Faison. Happy for the football program that they found him. Happy for us. We get to watch him. He's a joy to watch running around. He's jukey and he gets open. He's just got a feel. You know how some guys, here's what it reminds me of, but totally differently. John, I'm coming right to you, I promise. Faison reminds me of like Samarja in a way. Not in body type at all, but in a way of like he intuits his way through a football play. Are you following me? I don't mean he looks like the shark. The shark's two of Faison stacked on top of each other. What I'm saying is his feel, his feel for getting open, his feel of where a play needs to go, his feel about a wiggle and make something happen. Like, like he's got that intuition for the game that I really, really love and that you can't teach. You can't teach. Faison is darn near Rudy. I, I mean, couldn't you argue Faison's already contributing more than Rudy? He ended up being the, the most exciting wide receiver to watch the second half of the year, and he started out as a freshman lacrosse guy. Come on, man. Oh, sir, come on. Johnny's hairline's morphed into an upside-down M for Marcus. Give me a break. Is it that bad? The top's getting bad. I know the top's getting bad. I'm sorry. It, it is. And you know what I'm going to say? Always. I'll send Brian Kelly a bill for my Rogaine. Nothing, nothing has aged me more than the Brian Kelly Notre Dame era. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, John, remember when you had that kid and she was in the NICU and couldn't breathe and everybody didn't know what was going to happen and there was all those problems? Yeah, didn't stress me out as much as this guy. Serious life stops happen. It doesn't take the air off my head like this. Oh, boy. Come on, man. Johnny Durag would be fire. Don't be giving me ideas. You got Jay Carr. Don't give me stupid ideas. You know what's going to happen when you give me a stupid idea. I'm going to come in here. You know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? John, if I sent you an ND Durag, would you wear it on the show? 100. What do you think my answer to that's going to be? I am a guy who wears an always Irish pimp chain on his show every day. Do you really think I'm going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pimp chain to just fine. 
do rag too much. <laughs> you all know me. Do you really think I'm gonna be? I'm gonna do that. Pimp chain. Yeah, fine. Do rag. Now you're crossing the line. I don't know if I want to put myself out like that. Give me a break. Send me a do rag. I'll wear it. Unbelievable. I'm the J Carr. I'm the only white guy in this show who knows how to tie a do rag. I don't know how either, but I'd make it work. I would make it work. I'd figure it out somehow. Oh, that's funny. Hold on. Let me do the super chat. Dr. John, we'll get to you. Oh, man. Of course I would wear a do rag. Are you out of your mind? Look at this. V1 Rotate, $10 holler, paying for the phone lines. Thank you very much, sir. It's nice walking around North Carolina with my Notre Dame sweatshirt and always Irish merch, knowing Notre Dame legally owns North Carolina and the universities in it. V1, you ain't wrong about that. All those years we played North Carolina, did they ever beat us? I think they were a pain a couple times. We we beat them pretty good. All the pup up with North Carolina, and we ended up, we ended up handling them pretty well. Even Drake May and all that stuff. Oh, Johnny boy, the beer is calling. Telling you, man. If you're enjoying the show, consider tossing Johnny boy a like. I do appreciate that. Always Irish do-rag merch. I'd buy 10. Wait, is a bandana the same as a do-rag? <laughs> Like, I know a do-rag's kind of shaped in a circle and it ties in the back. Can we turn a do uh, a bandana into a do-rag at all, or does it not fit because of the sizes? No? All right. Because I got something cooking on bandanas for a promo I'm going to do in association with the charity. Keep looking for that, guys, by the way. One is urban. The other is rural. <laughs> Xander, I'm on that. Xander. Xander says too many three stars. Let me give you some insight on that. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be all about that. I already recorded it and it's set to post tomorrow. It's all about those three stars. And my, I'm going to tell you this right now. Freeman three stars are not Kelly three stars. You don't have to believe me right now. You can say, John, you're full of crap. You're carrying water for your guy. You want to be boyfriend, Freeman, all of that. Give it to me. Give it to me. Rick James style. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me. Okay? That's fair. But I'm telling you, it's built different. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. But I'm telling you, Freeman three stars are built different than Kelly three stars. There's a different philosophy. There's a different plan. There's a lot more to it. That's the emphasis of tomorrow's show in entirety. Is just how different this is. I will wear a Notre Dame do-rag for sure. Somebody email me. I'll give you my address. If you do not think I will wear the do-rag, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. I am a 39-year-old man who wears a gold medallion every day for work. If you think I'm I'm too good for a do-rag, check yourself before we wreck ourselves, okay? So uh, first thing is, thank you for the, the $10 from the V1 Rotate. Dr. John, I'm going to come right to you, but I already got to blow my nose. We're 20 minutes in. 
we're 20 minutes in and I got to blow my nose. It's unbelievable. I, it's like a faucet running out of my schnoz. Hang with me. Dang, awesome Rick James impression. You do it all, John. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> I'm in love with Mary Jane. Oh, man, Rick James was his own vibe, baby. Wow. Much better. Much better. Steven Arado, always sinus. Yeah, use your do-rag. I'm not going to blow my nose in it and then and then put it on my head. Look at Brandon over here. Good thing blue and gold's on 420 since you're in love with Mary Jane. I, you know how many jokes there are about that? I want to make some commercials advertising the tailgate. And it's like, dude... Half the time you go to a Notre Dame game, you need a little medication to help yourself calm down. It might be the most appropriate thing ever when you go to Notre Dame. You need a 420 break to be able to process what you're seeing. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started on the Rick James Chappelle. I mean, that is an all-timer. It is. It has one-liners I use to this day. That was like 20. I don't think it is coconut. It is in Illinois, but not in Indiana. Um, I, it's, it's one of the best skits I've ever seen. Okay. It, it really just is. Um, and so I could do all the one-liners there. Most of them are inappropriate for here. Your couch. I, why don't I stretch out your couch? Just, I wish I had more hands. So I could give a four thumbs down. Just all of it. Hold my drink. I Like, I can't even finish some of the phrases here. It's just, I wasn't grinding my feet on it. What do you think? I'm just going to grab my feet on Eddie's couch. I got a little bit more sense than that. Then it cuts to him going, yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. Why'd you do it? He could buy another one. <laughs> darkness, darkness, my legs, my legs, Charlie Murphy. Just, oh my God. God, it's just the funniest. Anyone surprised how crazy people went yesterday over the ND playoff news? Darkness, everybody. Darkness is spreading. What do you mean the playoff news? How they gave us one more at-large bid? I'm happy about that, Dr. John. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Why do you sound? How are you doing? Yeah. Why do you sound like you're calling from well, a cave? <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said in the chat, I've been blowing my nose for the last twenty minutes. So I'm I, it's, I'm in the same shape you are. I'm telling you, man. It's just the time of the year, John. We went from cold to warm, warm to cold, and whenever we get that weather shift. I always have this issue and it lasts like a week and a half or two weeks. And you just gotta, you just gotta keep going. The problem for me is I have a job where I have to talk. And so when I lose my voice or it sounds horrible and I got to stop and blow my nose, it's not good production value, but I got to do what I got to do. Content's king, Dr. John, and it never stops. <laughs> well, I got to clarify something right now. I am not going to visit a girlfriend. 
I'm going to visit a, a woman who I love very much. She happens to be my youngest daughter. It's her birthday tomorrow. Oh, so. well, then that's really, really nice. Um, and you can yeah. hit, the, yeah. hit the girlfriend on the way out of town, uh, but see her first. I like that. That's very responsible of you. What a good dad, man. What a good dad you are. I like this, man. You're great. Well, I tell you what, those three daughters of mine are something else. So, but uh, you'll get a chance to evaluate that yourself. Come the Miami of old oh, tailgate yeah. party, I can't so we're wait. planning on being there. I can't yeah. wait. And then also, yeah, I'm it's going to be fun. I'm going to go ahead and let people know this now. I'm already looking forward to that tailgate for the Miami Ohio, and I'm letting everybody know I am renting a house in South Bend that weekend. We'll be there Friday night and Saturday night. So everybody already planned for it. If you're around, we could hit the town, baby. Friday night, Eddy Street, we could do all that. I'll be in town. We could even have people over to the house. We could do whatever we want. Make your plans. We're having a party that weekend. <laughs> that sounds great. Hey, I mentioned uh, that I uh, there's a special guest watching today. Yeah. At least I hope he is. Uh, hopefully they woke him up. Uh, it's my uh, college roommate. Uh, we roomed together for two years. Uh, he, I finally had him listen to the Wednesday show uh, on tape last week, so I'm hoping he's, uh, he's uh, listening today. Anyway, he's in Wappinger Falls, New York. Uh, you've seen the movie, uh, what a wonderful life. Yeah. Well, when I first, when I first went to that town, I swear to God, that's where they made it. But apparently it was a, a few, a uh, few miles away from there. Anyway, I said I had an agenda. Yeah. What, uh, my number, number one on my list is I, I get the feeling you're afraid, you're afraid to show any real positive emotion about this team. You're holding back, I think. Dr. John, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, okay, here's how I'll put this. Uh, Goolsby and I recorded last night, and we were talking about Golden re-signing, what they're doing in recruiting and all that, and we're both doing our thing. Dr. John, we both stopped, and Mike's just like, John, I just feel like something's brewing. And, like, we couldn't put our finger on what? And it was kind of awkward, but me and Mike, he's just like, he, he's like, John, I just feel like something's starting to simmer here. We got something cooking, but I can't put my finger exactly on what. That's what I feel too, John. They're building this out differently and in the ways I've always thought it needed to be. And I'm excited to see it maybe pay off. And if not, at least I know we tried it my way. <clears throat> They're doing what I've asked. They are. Yeah. You know, you start wondering, am I being set up for for a real downer? I know. Uh, and, of course, the Bush-Push game comes to my mind. Oh. But I've got a few others on my oh. in my experience, too, where, oh. uh, man, you're riding high and, boom, something jumps up to bite you. Yeah. But, Dr. John, I'll tell uh, you this. I mean this. Um I drove home from Bush Push that night, and I, I've told this story before. I do not remember the drive at all. Like, I blacked. I was totally drained, a zombie. I don't even remember driving home. Um, and I remember thinking, there is no way a Notre Dame game 
of this magnitude could end in a more painful way than this one. At least that's over my whole life. I'm never going to have it. There cannot be a more painful ending to a big Notre Dame game than that. 18 years later, last year, Ohio State happened, and it has replaced it. It was that big of a moment and that painful for me. Took 18 years, but that replaced it. Uh, All the different ways we had that game in the palm of our hand and gave it away. Uh, I think about it every day. I'm embarrassed to admit that, but it bothers me every day. That has replaced Bush Push to me. Super painful. Well, and I have a few more scars uh, of games that you weren't even born yet. Yeah, but you have a few trophies in the case too, doctor. You have a few trophies in the case. I would deal with the scars if I also had trophies on the other side. I have nothing but scars, no trophies other than the Camping World Bowl. There are better days to come, which brings me to my next point. You were talking about uh, when uh, Denbrook came on board uh, and about how the offense was going to be so much better. I had a note that said, what are you going to measure that by? I'm going to measure that by primarily. I think the standards got to be, can you do things against a real defense this year? Like, I'm not going to be any more impressed if we score 50 points against Navy again. I, I think the test is going to be, do you look like you have a plan that could work against the better defenses we play? And I have to believe Mike Denbrock is capable of scheming out those things and figuring out ways for us to move the ball against better defenses and also having a pivot when that good defense adjusts to us having something to pivot to. And that was lacking all last year. So it isn't just points overall. I'm going to say we had 39 and a half last year. Problem is none of them came against the good teams and you lost three games. So I'm going to be judging, you know, do we look like we have a plan put together that could actually test these real defenses? And if anybody could do that and scheme it up, it's going to be Mikey Denbrock. Okay, when you look at that schedule, what what team do you see as, well, I mean, it's tough to to know now, but at this point, who do you you think we're going to play that has that caliber of defense? You know what I'm going to say? This might sound like a cop-out, but I'm going to say it. And it's primary focus to me because it's right out of the gate. Texas A&M is not a great team, but they are going to have serious, real SEC athletes on that defense running all over. Now, they're not going to totally be put together. And I know they're not a great team. ESPN had them 25th in their preseason early rankings. They're not going to be great. But I know they have SEC speed and talent on that defense, even if it isn't all put together yet. I'm looking at that right out of the gate, Dr. John. They're not great, but they have SEC talent. And that's going to be a big test right out of the gate. John, I also need that O-line to be decent right out of the gate. I can't have that O-line. We can't do anything for four weeks till we gel. You can't afford that. I need them to be good enough week one. What do you... At this juncture, do you see any trap games out there? I wrote a couple of things down on my list, but what do you look at? I like getting Louisville at home. I really do. I don't think that could be a trap the way it was last year. It wasn't even one last year. You could see that one coming. 
Um, and so I, I don't look at that one that way. Florida State can't be a trap. USC can't be a trap. And AM can't be a trap. What's left? Because Notre Dame has more talent than all those other teams left by far. That doesn't win games, but it makes me feel better. Yeah, I wrote down Virginia, not even knowing what they've got, but it just comes at a time in the schedule. Yeah. If you're riding high and you just beat uh, Florida State, uh, that looks to me like it could be a problem. But I have no idea how good they're going to be. Yeah, somebody's saying night game at Purdue. That could be a little tricky if it's a night game. Um, Dr. John, you know what I'm uncomfortable with right now? I'm in between. This is very uncomfortable for me. I am direct situation and position directly between building up A&M and what a big game that is and needing to get it and starting off the year right and all this stuff, proving you could beat an SEC, all this stuff. But I don't want to build them up too much because I don't believe they're going to be a great team next year. Does that make sense? I find myself yeah. right in the middle of wanting to respect that moment and what it means for where Notre Dame's at in their program development. But I don't want to overblow up AM because I don't think they're going to be that great. So I'm right in the middle there where I want to acknowledge the moment. It's week one. You got to get it and all that, but not blow up them into something they're not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and you got a first, isn't that Elko he, first year yep. down there? Yep, yep. And uh, and and yeah. that listen, I realize this game's away, um, but it should be easier to beat A and M this year than next year when they come to Notre Dame. You give Elko a full year, and I respect Elko as a coach. He's going to get that tightened up. Yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, and so next year, open the year at our place. Yeah. That's going to be a really good game. So. I, I'm in between on that one. I don't want to build it up, but I don't want to look, you know, look right past it either. Okay. Uh, uh, what? How did you feel about the uh, army being added in there? That's what I expected. I didn't expect anything else. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, because that's what was talked about. So there's no surprises there. Here's what I like, Dr. John. If you're going to play two of these military academies, like whatever, I don't love that for the schedule. But I will say, when you build it into the Yankee Stadium, 100 years, we ride again, the ghosts of the four horsemen ride again. When you start tying that in, I'm a little bit more open to the gimmick because I, I love that story and the, the romanticism around it. Um, so when you wrap it in and if they're going to theme it as the 100 years, the horseman ride again, I could get down with that. So whatever, just don't wear baseball pants, please. Again. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I don't know if it was on your chat or where it was, but, uh, somebody had made the comment. Yeah. If you're interested in going to that game, here's what you should do. Uh, go to New York, see the town. Watch the game in a bar. He wasn't too fond of watching a football game in a baseball park. Yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal. Although, John, I am a part of college football history. Do you want regarding playing football games at a baseball field? Do you want to know what my claim to college football history is? I forget what year 
I was in Chicago going to grad school downtown, working downtown, whatever I was. I, that was my where I was at. And I went to the Northwestern Illinois football game at Wrigley Field. And we go. And right before the game, the safety officials ruled there wasn't enough space between the back of the end zone and the right field wall with the Ivy. And they made everything play one way on the field the whole game. And it was unbelievable. They would punt and then time out and move around and face the other. Everybody had to go to the other end zone the whole game because there wasn't enough room. It was amazing. There's my claim to college football history. Give me another game like that. You won't see it. It was unbelievable. And everybody was, John, everybody was mad. They paid money to be in the first row in that end zone because all the action went the other way the whole game. It was wild. Well, I have two end zone stories. Uh, number one, my senior year, I think I think it was senior year, we played Northwestern uh, in Evanston. My ticket was in the first row, dead center of the uh, goalpost. I saw one play. That was an extra point. There you go. The, the other one, the other end zone story was 95 in the Meadowlands against Army. And, you know, I, I, I talked about queuing up the 79 uh, Cotton Bowl, you know, to get, get through this winter, watch some good Notre Dame stuff. Well, people should go to YouTube and uh, just watch the end of that Army game. Uh, I think probably one of the greatest tackles in Notre Dame history by Covington. Yeah. I don't know if he's a cornerback. Right, or, on, right on the goal anyway, line. Anyway, I yep. mean. Yep. Oh my! Yeah, the guy caught it about two feet from the from the goal line, and never got any closer. I mean, Covington just laid it to him. It, it's it's just an amazing tackle. Yeah, and then Doctor John, the other tackle you realize in Yankees. Yeah, you realize they're in the process of tearing down that old, old Northwestern Stadium as we speak. Uh, they're literally, I saw the tweets, they're tearing it down to build the new facility to host the concerts and everything. Those are my old stomping grounds. The corner of Asbury and Central right across from the stadium was where I lived. And it's just weird that they're tearing the whole thing down. I'm not used to it. It's weird. Wow. Uh, uh, okay, go down my list here, young man. Uh, okay. I come to uh, a thing that says worst quarterback problem uh in my mind it's if uh angeli minchie and Carr all are told that leonard is going to be the starter no matter what uh after that blue and gold game you got what well, you got 10 more days that the portals open and that scares the heck out of me that how many of those guys are going to bail yeah. Um, Any feeling? It is one of the main questions of the spring is what happens with that backup quarterback competition? The way I look at it is you have you have bookends. You have Riley Leonard on one end, and then you have Carr as a true freshman on the other end. What's going to happen with the middle two guys? That's what I'm looking at. What happens yeah. between Minchie and Angeli for that backup role. And then you're going to have to say, 
do they stick around or not? Whoever loses that battle. And if it's, I don't know, and nobody wants to lose either one of them, but that room's getting crowded and it's going to be more crowded when Deuce Knight arrives. So that's one of the number one things I'm looking at is those middle two guys, whoever loses that role, what do they do? And it's going to be a, a, a after spring, you might see that. Remember, Tyler Buckner was packed and loaded the second that blue and gold game ended. Went down to Alabama right away. So that's the way this could go. And that's why it's a big spring and everybody needs, they got to prove their medal here. It's a big deal. Oh. Adam, well, why? I'll tell you what, I would love to see. Why? Adam, Adam's saying ESPN's doing an entire segment trashing ND. Why? And also, Adam, why are you watching it? That's the other thing. BSPN is called that for a reason. Don't watch it. But I want to know, Adam, type in what they're saying about us. Sorry, John. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's you know, I love the fact that you can talk and listen and read chat all at the same time. It's That's a, tough for an old guy like me. John, I'll tell you the truth. When I first started the call-in <laughs> lines, the first week, my brain was like tired when I got done from trying to be able to multitask, looking at the call sheet log, the chat, making sure everything's working right, doing the calls. It took me a while to get it down, and now it's like second nature. But I admit, it was an adjustment in the beginning. There was a lot going on. Now, I just got it figured. I'm in a zone yeah. with it. Okay. Uh, another item on my list here. You've got Golden and Denbrock signed up. They both, what, four-year contracts? Yep, four-year contracts. You know what and what I called them on the Patreon last night with Goolsby is, the pillars of future Irish thrillers. That's what I'm calling those guys. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Well, my concern is what's the buyout? You know how this stuff works. Don't worry about it. John, I'm telling you, don't worry about it. These, okay. these guys, I'm telling you, that ain't what this is. Because if that's what this was about at all, I don't think we'd be in this position. I genuinely think these guys want to be here. They're not looking to job op. They're not looking for one good year, raise your profile and go get another. They're not looking to do that. I think they genuinely want to be at Notre Dame. I think they genuinely don't want to make it about them and their ego. And they want to work their butts off for Marcus. I genuinely think that it would not surprise me if both those guys retired after their deals or maybe like a little before one of them retired. So I just... I just feel stability there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel stability with both of them. I love it. And what do you uh, what do you feel about Mickens? That is the tricky spot. If you asked me what would be the one negative of Al Golden having a four year deal, uh, that would be it. So what they're trying to do is pump up his pay, give him an additional roles and titles or whatever. That's the tricky part. It would really hurt to lose Mickens. There's already people going after him to be a DC and Notre Dame and Freeman have been able to hold them off. Um, he's going to be a DC, going to be a good DC. And it's just, you hope there's an arrangement where he's comfortable staying around and then taking over after Al. If not though, if not though, I still say you cannot turn down four more years of Al Golden when it's proven 
for something that has high potential but isn't proven where we're at, where Marcus is at, you can't risk that right now. So I don't know what happens, but that is the one and only worry I have with this dynamic. He loves Marcus, though, and he loves Notre Dame, and he hasn't left yet. And they're going to try and support him enough financially and with other, you know, increases to, to help him stay. Well, here's what I hope he's thinking. I mean, the age difference is, is pretty big between him and Al. Uh, 18 years, I think. Uh, there isn't, there aren't many guys that you could learn a lot from like Al. I mean, if you stick around for four years and this guy mentors you, you got to be one hell of a coach by the end of that four years, I would think. And I hope that's the way Mickens is looking at it. And the fact that he and Freeman are tight, uh, if he, if he's of the attitude, I can really learn from this guy. I think that's going to be the, the key. Unless, you know, he gets a huge offer from somebody, then all bets are off, I think. so. I, I'm telling you, I just got a feeling. I, I think these guys are here because they want to be here. And I don't think it's about anything else. And maybe I'm wrong, um, but that's what I see. So I, I just, um, it's a great dynamic. Dr. John, if you asked me, what is the best way you could support this young coach? This would be it. One of these type of guys on each side of the ball. Yeah, I agree. I love it. It's just, all right. I my love this. My last, my last, yeah, my last item, the, the myth of the third year coach. Ah, yeah. What do we you have this. <laughs> what? It's I, a myth. Yeah, I want you to walk it out. You're going to name all the coaches who didn't do it in that time? Walk me through it. Well, I'm going to say, you know, we've had 13 coaches since Rockby. Not 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 counting Hugh DeVore, who stepped in for one year or twice, okay? Uh, when Leahy went in the Navy, and then he stepped in between Kuharik and Parsegan. And, and we do have an outlier in there, too, uh, a guy named Brian Kelly. I mean, he had a great third year, but uh, he didn't win a championship. Maybe maybe if it was still uh, based on the AP voting, maybe we would have. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, of, of the other coaches in their third year, there's only two that have winning records. Yeah, so it's either like a big one hit. Was, it's either like a big. It's a big hit or a big miss. Is that what you're trying to tell me in year three? Not much middle ground. That's it. Oh, buddy. Say, oh. Don't get your hopes up too much. Oh boy. Based on third year. <laughs> but it also, and but course, John, John, follow it. me though. Follow me here. It isn't just that yeah. historic. Right. It isn't just that historical lineage. But to me, it literally makes sense. That you would have year one, get established, get your feet wet, learn the lay of the land, get comfortable. Year two is the calibration adjustments off all your experience of what you learned week one or year one. And then year three, you should be more put together. Logically, that flow chart makes sense to me. I think that's a perfectly logical trajectory. I think it is very logical. It's a good syllogism. It doesn't, 
It may it may be a valid syllogism. Uh, doesn't mean it's a sound argument. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and a lot's changed. Obviously, yeah. we can't we can't act like the circumstances are the same here for Notre Dame over these years. But uh, it is an interesting side note. Some of those year threes. Um, so I, I don't know, Doctor John. Well, here's the problem, though, with this third year. Uh, this is the first time you're going to have to run a gauntlet at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And that is another one of my Notre Dame existential anxieties is how Notre Dame's going to be able to survive that gauntlet. What are the odds they're going to survive that gauntlet? I will say this, the one of the, to me, one of the key things to that having depth and Notre Dame's trying to build it. You are going to need depth to run through an additional month of essentially top 10 teams, you're going to need depth. Guys are going to get nicked, banged up. They're going to need a breather, whatever. Teams with quality depth have a better chance of making it through that tournament. Also, elite quarterback play. You get in the postseason, baby, that quarterback puts you on their back. I need it and I want it. Yeah, I hope. Well, nobody's ever gone 15-0. and Man, it just seems like a rough path. You know? It just seems like a long journey. Oh, my God. It yes. just seems like a long journey. But I I don't know, man. All you need is is one year where you're really good. Maybe you get a break in the seating somehow there, and you get a break somewhere, and you're kind of hot. Like, but, but I do admit, John, I have some existential anxiety to see how Notre Dame fares in this new format. Could be good for us. You could look at it and go, man, uh, this is going to be a tough run. I'm excited to see it, but I do have some anxiety. Well, I, I, I think as far as making the playoffs, it's great for us. Yeah. What do you do once in it, though? But then you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. but you got to be in it to have these sample sizes. So just keep getting in it. So. Um, it's going to be interesting. And I want that home playoff game in late December at Notre Dame stadium. And I, Oh baby, I am already excited about it. Whenever it's going to be. You're going to be there. That's going to be a tough one. I am going to want to do this and do (laughs) it's tough, John. I want to do this. I want to be here for the people, do the full call-in stuff. It's better for me financially to do this than to be at the games. But man, my soul's going to want to be there. My heart's going to go, John, how could you not feel this one and be there for this history? We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, but that's going to be a tough decision. All right. Well, let's go blow our noses. That's exactly, yeah, literally, I that's will. exactly what I was going to do. I, I literally have to again. You too, my friend. All right. Well, I'm heading for the airport as soon as I pick up one of my daughters. She's going to drop me off. Beautiful. And then uh, uh, I will, uh, I'll check in a chat on Friday morning from Minnesota. There we so go. You have a good rest of your show. I'll listen to you in the car or something. So, all right. You take care, bud. Take care. Safe travels. Tell your daughter I said I and your four girlfriends you're gonna see after the after the birthday party. All right, nose blow. Be back. Four one nine. You're coming up on the line.
Man, it's rough in these streets. Patrick says, the Yankee Notre Dame football unis were and still are embarrassing. Um, They were 100% embarrassing. I, you ruined two classic, only Notre Dame. 419, you're coming up. Here I go again. Only Notre Dame could figure out a way to ruin two of the most iconic sports uniforms of all time. It's genuinely unbelievable to me that they managed to literally ruin two of the most recognizable sports outfits of all time. And Notre Dame managed to ruin them by those pinstripes. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, I, oh man. You want to share that nose candy? Dude. Everybody's always said that. They're like, what are you doing behind that camera, John? I'm blowing my nose. This energy just happens. I'm not all hopped up. You guys, I need, this may not be a shock to you. I do not need to ingest anything that gets me going. I need to ingest things that slow me down and slow my brain down. I do not need anything that works me up. I need the other way, if you're following me. Jeez, like I, I do not need anything that hypes me up any more than I already naturally am. Let's do a couple chats. Papa Smurf says, talking like it's a lock and he makes the playoff. It better be this year. Do you see me joking or being sarcastic? It better be this year. That it has, it, I cannot be more clear. It has to be. This year has to be, or something has gone horribly wrong. Has to be. Irish Steel. Everybody has flaws. Freeman showing a willingness to change things and grow as that man. It's a frustrating journey when you're growing on the big stage in the limelight. Everybody notices every mistake. Every misstep is national news. And it's a very, very tough environment with which to cut your teeth in college football head coaching. Um, all you could do is hope you have a guy humble enough that he's open to learning, open to taking some advice and refining his, his way of operating. And I think that's what you're going to see. I think that's what you're going to see. I really do. Um, I also, Ooh, this is a good question. Mikey pulls my security guard. Tough question here. How would you rank in the all-time ND rankings? An ND team that goes 15 and one and falls short in the championship. That thought makes me want to cry. I think if you, if you don't, you have to judge this different in the new era. Like if you win, a, it's going to be different if you win a couple of playoff games and lose later than if we do what we've been doing and get blown out in round one. I just think the way you have to look at all this and judge it now, you have to allow leeway because the circumstances are so different. It's not the BCS where you're playing one game. So you have to totally recalibrate 
how you're going to think about this and process this. So 15-1 means you're beating some of these teams in the playoff, and that's going to be impressive. And then I also want to know about the one, Mikey. Is Does the one look like Clemson, Notre Dame in the playoff, or is the one we lose by a touchdown? Big difference. But I'd like to think if you're able to win a few games and get to the last game, you're not likely to get blown out. But there's a lot of, everything's changing so much. Everything's changing so much. All the nuance, just the extra games, everything's different. 419, what's going on? Adam, you're next. What's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, I get a kick out of seeing all these college football fans on Twitter saying Notre Dame has to win four games like that wasn't already the deal announced over a year ago. I don't understand what the confusion is. That was always the case because we don't ever get that by. That was always going to be the case. I thought the big hoopla was them deciding to give one more at-large bid because we lost a conference or I thought that was the news. I always knew that amount of games, right? Right. And then the four teams that get a bye are playing an additional game. They're playing in a conference championship game. So yeah. what are we talking about here? Yeah. No, it's, you're you're right. Yeah. Like I, it's a non it's a non story. I think you'd almost rather have the pass Notre Dame has. And um I'm gonna plug my nose to do it, but I'm gonna compare what Michigan just did to what Notre Dame needs to do this year. So if you look at Michigan's four game stretch to win the championship, I mean you gotta look at the last two games as basically part of the playoffs because if they had lost they'd be out. But they beat a at the time a number two and a fifteen and then they beat two of the top four teams. So that's not so different than what a 12-team playoff run for Notre Dame would be, especially if they get the five. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's a matter of where that game is kind of accounted for, is what you mean, right? Yeah, and, you know, it it would, you know, we just saw what Michigan did, you know, manageable schedule, quote-unquote, NFL prospect, quarterback, running back-led offense, tough, tough defense. So to say, you know, Notre Dame can't do it this year, I mean, until Harbaugh did it, he never did it. I mean, everyone made fun of Harbaugh all these years, and it's like a four-game stretch to change the narrative. So, you know, yeah. and then for every every team that makes the playoffs, it's going to take the right situation and the right matchup. No different than yep. – what Notre Dame I think do. those matchups, the matchups are going to be huge. The matchups and that seeding are going to be huge to yeah, where so. like if you could catch a break with get lucky, maybe with the seeding some or like run into a gauntlet of like, I, it is going to be the seeding is going to be a big deal, man. Yeah. So, you know, Michigan avoided, avoided Georgia. So, I mean, maybe it takes something like that with the bracket. I know they, they don't reseed, so eventually we would play the number one overall seed if they won. But you know, I mean, I I look at what Michigan just did. I mean, you can't say 
they can't throw four games together. And if they get the five, seven or the five, 12, that's not that tough a game at home. Yeah. So you're really talking about three really tough games. Yeah. Yep. So, it's and so then, like, I don't know, for, man, I, I have, I, where are you at with this in your mind, man? I am really genuinely feeling that this is being built out differently and it gives me renew hope for some different results in the future. That's really how I see it. I really do see it being put together differently behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, whatever you want to call it. But, but Mark, I totally get Notre Dame fans that are like, dude, I'm not doing it. I'm not buying in. I'm glass half empty until I'm proven wrong on the field. Then I'll jump on board. I am not in a position to tell any Notre Dame fan that's wrong or you're not a real fan or you're not, you know, you're a sellout. Uh, you're you're a bandwagon jump. I'm not doing that because I understand the Notre Dame misery people feel. Um, I'm willing to expose yeah. myself a little bit, Mark. I'm willing to expose myself. Not on this show. We'll get the channel banned. Uh, but I mean, like, as far as my emotions, I'm willing to do that a little bit because I see the effort and I see it being put together differently. And, and I want to be a part of that. Yeah, and understandably, you know, no one's going to give Freeman the benefit of the doubt. Freeman but, has not earned you know, the like, benefit of the doubt. Like, let me be clear about that. I really like the guy and the way he's doing things and the work ethic and the way he treats people. He has not earned the benefit of the but, doubt. I admit that. I fully, You're well within your rights, anybody who says that. You're right. But, like, the thing about it is, like, and there was, like, a big back and forth with the resident Freeman hater, Sir Lucas, on one of your videos. And, like, you know, if you look at Freeman's first two years, you know, seven, seven losses, four by one possession, and he's lost almost in every which way except for get blown out. And if you compare it to Brian Kelly, similarly, you know, he didn't get blown out his first two years, but he lost 10 games. And I don't understand why people are so quick to shit on him and be done with him when I feel like they've looked the part. They've just got a couple stupid, inex inexcusable losses. You take those away you know, the ones that no way in hell they should have lost. Yeah. I feel like we're all sitting here different, but you can't obviously do that. Yep. But. Yep. Nope. It is what it is. And, uh, and it's in, in the, I had this discussion last night too. Nobody wants to hear it. This is the most loserous thing ever. Um, Notre Dame's losses are different now. They're not getting blown off the field where they can't even compete and they have no chance like, I know that's a loserish thing to say when I say, look at the difference in how Notre Dame loses. They're not getting blown out. They're not running on the field and they don't have enough talent to even match up anymore. So that's good and bad, right. um, but but it's a lot different. And then I also wonder if this upcoming year, if we're going to benefit from some of the change and uncertainty at some of these places like Bama, Michigan, Washington, and, you know, like all, all those, you would just like pencil in, but, you know, they've got a lot, lot they're trying to figure out, but you factor like everything in and I don't know, that's what kind of makes me kind of optimistic. And, and I just watched uh, Oppenheimer 
And it kind of got me thinking about the arms race and what Notre Dame, you know, is, uh, was able to secure, you know, with the, with the recruiting, getting better, spending money and, and the big contracts. And I feel like they're all in, you know, and I'm just wondering what the sustainability of that is. If, you know, we look back in a couple of years and it didn't amount to anything. Yeah. Like if they're just going to go back to, uh, like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to go back to, uh, like the safe tires and, you know, nickel and dime operation. But yeah, it's going to, man, yeah, I just feel I, like they're all in. I don't know. And then can I bring something else up? Kind of related, kind of unrelated. And I'm open to this. And I don't know. I don't know if this is just my old school brain or what. A part of me sometimes thinks that Notre Dame's going to hit their stride in the Freeman era when they have a homegrown quarterback that's there multiple years to build a relationship with all the teammates, be the captain, work through Notre Dame, have years developing with all the other guys in the program. A part of me wonders if that's when Notre Dame's going to take off is when they have that kind of dynamic. Um, because we've done the transfer thing twice, didn't get elite results out of it. We're going to see what we're doing the third time. It just makes me wonder if that's the window where Notre Dame hits their stride because of that quarterback relationship with Notre Dame and, and building year on year. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think I think similarly this upcoming year, like I, if I think about all the teams in the country, I think Notre Dame and Ohio State, are the two teams that I feel like are putting the chips in the middle and going all in, you know, more, more to their own fan bases. Is it like a put up or shut up year with, you know, Ohio state getting Chip Kelly and downs and Will Howard and, yeah, and you know, their recent failures and, and to Notre Dame's fan base. So I, I feel like those are the, like the two teams I'm going to be most interested in watching this upcoming year because it's mark I feel like it's let me give you this mark this you know how my messed up brain works follow me here as mad as i am about ohio state because they are the gatekeepers that allowed this michigan rising to occur over the last few years I blame Ohio State for a lot of this. They're the ultimate gatekeepers oh, yeah. and and they have failed. And and they it doesn't matter to me if they win the next five titles in a row. It does not undo the one they allowed and handed to Michigan. Um, I'll never get over it. I blame them for that under percent. Well, not under percent, but I blame them partially for that, allowing that to happen. Follow me here. As much as I don't like Ohio State, I would prefer they have a really strong year this year. So that Ryan Day stays and then he doesn't leave and then they come knocking for Marcus or something. I kind of want them to do good enough that the heat chills on Day because I'm only worried about Freeman jumping to Ohio State right now. Nowhere else is on my radar. Ohio State would be the one. I wouldn't mind if they did good enough that the heat goes down on Day. Good enough the heat goes down, but they don't win a title. That's where I want that level. Stay away from my dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the only place then, I'm worried uh, about him going, Mark. Right now, that's the only one on my radar that he would be interested in. Unless, And so I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Day have a good enough year that he dies down to avoid that issue. Yeah, or 
or if the NFL came calling, that's always the new thing we had to worry about. Oh man, but, I, Mark, I got to tell you, I mean this 100%, man. Going to the NFL would be a waste of some of Marcus Freeman's greatest interpersonal gifts. His, I'm telling you, certain guys have a skill set where they're tailor-made to be coaching college guys and connect at that level. It would really disappoint me if, if Marcus did that because it would just not be the best utiliz utilization of his skill set. I genuinely mean that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was going to tell you, too, uh, yesterday I was uh, making a Pepto-Bismol video of you, and my wife was in the next room, and uh, she was like, what the hell are you watching? And it was uh, it was you <laughs> doing the line, something about pooping your pants, <laughs> and uh, I had to go. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mark, but, uh, Mark, it's like. Listen, man, I realize this is all absurd. I'm a 39-year-old who wears a gold chain to work every day, and then we edit, we edit like funny uh comedy videos. Like it's amazing. And you, you just either I was you just either get it or you don't. You know what I mean? This is a vibe. You either get it or you don't. Yeah, that was funny. Oh. And uh in closing, I can't wait for 420. And I'll close with uh, three words for you. Smoke weed every day. Nice. Yes. I like it. Beautifully executed. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, beautifully executed, Nate Dog. Thanks, Mark. I'm telling you what, man. Nate Dog had some golden pipes. I miss that guy. He had magical golden pipes gangster pipes nate dog that's like one of the voices of my childhood smoke weed every day i got 21 questions and they all about us adam what's going on buddy what up what's up buddy what's going on hey why are you uh why are you watching espn that's number one i keep telling people it's garbage and then notre dame people keep watching it I, I wasn't even, it was just on. Oh, sure. Said, yeah, right. I'm just I, telling you. No, Chesty, I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chesty, I understand that that's 50 Cent, but Nate Dog sings, sings the refrain. Go, Ch I know that's 50, but Nate Dog sings the refrain to that. I'm right on that. Okay, go ahead, Adam. So it was on in our bedroom. I was. I wasn't there. And then Tiffany called me in and said, why, why are they going off about Notre Dame? Why are they yelling about Notre Dame? Is there something going on? So I look and it's about the playoff thing again. And they're just making up. And for 24 hours, I didn't really care, but all the news cycles, people on social media, everyone are putting out this fake narrative that like works as Notre Dame fans complaining about this playoff structure. But I keep on telling everyone. I've even had friends reach out to me. Well, what do you think about the playoffs? I go, nothing's changed. We knew this was the deal all along. Yeah. We don't play an extra game. We just don't play a championship game. So why is the news cycle that slow that they're just trying to create some news? I, Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Um, I, I just... 
Adam, there's only one way to change all this. It's just, we need to actually get different results. Nothing else is going to calm ESPN down. Nothing else is going to make people in the chat buy into Freeman. Like all the, the hope and all the evidence, I see that things are changing. We just need a different result sometime and then people will feel like they can buy in. So the, the funny part is that when I finally started watching, it was actually first take, not get up. I was wrong with Stephen A and fine bomb and that Russo. Oh, it's all the same to me. God, I hate all that content. It's garbage, man. It's garbage. We started going off about, we don't feel bad for Notre Dame. They got what they chose. And I'm like, who wants you to feel bad? I haven't seen one Notre Dame com- fan complain about the playoff structure. Have you? We, this isn't even news. I don't know why they're acting like it's news. Yeah, I, I, the only news I took away from it is they're <laughs> adding that extra at-large bid and taking away one of the auto bids, which helps Notre Dame, but it doesn't really change our structure. No, not at all. And they did an entire segment on it today. It's like, wow, you guys are reaching. You know what that's called? The football season's over. We're not into March Madness. The Masters isn't here yet. Baseball hasn't started yet. That's what that's called. We need to fill some space in the middle. Oh man, we need to. It's we need to pathetic. fill. Yeah, we need to fill some space in the middle there. Uh, but Adam, I I understand people don't want to buy in. I understand people our age have been burned every time they get hope, it gets crushed. I totally respect and understand that. And if people aren't going to buy in till we get a different result, that's fine. I can't blame people for that. I see things being put together differently. Um, it's just that people aren't going to buy in till they get a different result. We've had too many decades of failure. Oh. Yeah, we have. We got to start winning some of these big games. And now that it's year three, he's going to start getting the, you know, we gave, we gave him time. He was young. He was hired to recruit and build a roster. He's had a couple of years now. I truly believe before we got some guys in the transfer portal, really 25 was the year to really, really judge him. But I think it starts this, it starts this year where Freeman is going to get judged. There's going to be no excuses now. Playoff or bust, maybe win a playoff game or bust. So it, it starts now. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. And um, it's just a huge, huge year. You feel everything building, pointing to this. You could feel you feel the pressure. You could feel it smoldering. You feel like the roster's getting better. The coaching staff's come together. You're getting more help behind the scenes from the administration. All of these things are trending in the right direction. It's got to end with better results on the field or no one's going to care long term. And I understand that. Yeah, 100%. We have to win these big games. It's, I, I truly believe, and going, you know, a year ago, I went on thought this, even when you knew what the schedule was, this week one, this week one might be the biggest game Notre Dame's had in years. Yeah, it's... it's, it's this week one man, is it, the biggest game for the Freeman, the Freeman era, this week one at Texas A&M is the yeah. biggest game for the Freeman And era. Adam, it's not even like they're a top five team. That's not it. It's the moment. It's all that's built into the pressure of the moment. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Ohio State. Like, it, they're not that, but it's the bigness of that moment. That's what it is. It's just win that game and, I mean... 
you're looking pretty dang good till Florida State in November. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, we have you know we lost to Louisville last year, but the schedule is doable all the way till Florida State. Yeah, it's uh, it, if it, you lose, if you if you lose, now you can't. Yeah, you know you can't mess up at all. Yeah. Yep. Nope. You're right. It's uh, you got to get it done against a And M. You just do. Uh, there's no way around it, Adam. And I, but listen, I don't blame people that aren't willing to buy in that are questioning Freeman. Go for it. I see signs of hope, and I've been miserable for so long. It's nice to have a little hope. Under Kelly, I had no hope oh, yeah. ever. Under Kelly, every year was the same thing. You knew you were getting the same result. We weren't even trying to do anything differently. That was awful. At least now there's some movement. New ways to look at things. New people, ways to do things. I don't understand why they're mad or what people want to like go back to Kelly. He was here 12 years. He didn't. It's not like he was. He wasn't terrible. He did a good job, but he got us as far as he was going to get us. Like nobody coaches at Notre Dame that long. We move on to new coaches. Like it was time for a change. It was trying. It was trying to do something different. It's, 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 I, I don't know why we have to look back. Let's look forward. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm, I'm with you, man, but it, it's going to be, this is a big, big year. Uh, it, and so I, everybody's looking, the pressure's ramping up and uh, I'm excited to see what we're going to get at them. I, I, I really am. This is going to be a wild year. Everything's different. This playoff thing's going to be wild. It's going to add up like a month and a half of, it really exciting, compelling football. That's going to be great. Whether we're in it or not, we're yeah, getting be, that extra month uh, in a week of football. It's great. Yeah, it'll be fun. A lot of people complain that they don't like the, you know, the expansion and um, it's not going to change the champion, which they might be right, but we're going to get more good football games out of it. More good college football games. It's going to be great. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. Uh, what are you guys doing today? Why aren't you guys working? What are you doing over there in Indiana today? Huh? Eh, we're on a little staycation. I like that. That Yeah, a staycation. And instead of hanging out and doing fun stuff, you're on the phone talking about Notre Dame. That is not a vacation, Adam. <laughs> Go do something Rolling. fun. Go out for lunch. Do, don't well, think about well, Notre Dame. I'm doing some stuff around the house and I wake up and this the wife complaining that ESPN doing an entire segment on trashing Notre Dame. It got me worked up. I had to call. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, thanks for the call and tell Tiffany. I said, I miss you guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. See ya later. Oh boy. Look at this. Phil. It's good to see the Philly special here. Um, Tom S. Imagine a home playoff game in Notre Dame Stadium in December. I'm pumped just thinking about it. Yeah, and the colder the better. The colder the better, baby. I don't want this to be like a warm December. It's 48 degrees at night. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I want that lake effect, baby. Give me that a chilling breeze off that lake. That's what I want. Blyberg. This conversation about Freeman is exactly why John takes crap for his Freeman love. Nobody wants Freeman. He's a nothing burger at this point. Stop, John. Ohio State could care less. I That's fine. Like, you're being factual and disingenuous at the same time. 
Blyberg, and I think you know what you're doing. Follow me here. You're positioning this to where factually on the field, you know you're right. And I know you're right as far as the on-field results so far. So I know your game. You say this so that if I come back at you, you're able to... Wait, what? I'll come back to that. You're positioning this where whatever I say back to you, you're going to go, well, look at the on-field results. We lost to Marshall or whatever. Fine. But you're also disingenuous because I know deep down you see Freeman doing things differently too, but you don't want to admit that part. So then you could lean back on he's done nothing. See, exactly. Nope, it's the facts. But you're ignoring the facts of everything he's doing different to make it different in the future. You get it both ways. I know how this game is played. You get it both ways this way. Yo, no, John, it's just the facts. You're right about on the field. But you also know there's 10 different things Freeman's doing totally differently than previous regimes to try and change it in the future. But you don't want to admit that part. So technically, you're totally right. Technically, you're totally right. The on-field results aren't good enough. But you're lying if you're going to not say Freeman's doing things very, very differently than Kelly. But I can't argue with them. The results have not been good enough. I don't know what you want from me. The results haven't been good enough. Oh, what else do we got? A couple chats here. John, I know you're pumped about a night playoff game at home in the cold and all that, but let's be honest. You don't really want to see what's going to happen in that situation. I absolutely want to see what's going to happen in that situation. What do you mean? If that's the dynamic, it means Notre Dame's a five through an eight, which means we're going to be able to host the playoff game, and then we're going to play the lower seeds in this tournament at home. Those are the best circumstances for me to want to see what's going to happen in that situation. That's literally the most favorable outcome in this playoff is Notre Dame hosts a game and it's cold at night at Notre Dame Stadium. I'm most excited to see what will happen in that situation because any other one would be worse for Notre Dame, not better. That's as favorable as it gets for us. John gets embarrassing when he starts this Ohio State bullcrap. They laugh at ND and particularly Freeman. They shouldn't be laughing at anybody but themselves after what they did last year. Handed Michigan the trophy and then uh, took a big dump on the middle of the field in their bowl game. So you could say whatever you want. All that recruiting, all this talent, uh, and then they let Michigan run right to the title. Can't get over it. We'll never forgive them for it. We'll never forgive them for it. I'm not saying Notre Dame is Ohio State is a program. Notre Dame's never going to be able to recruit at the level Ohio State can. Never. And I openly admit that. That's what makes it so embarrassing what Ohio State's done. Don't you get it? The fact that they're a talent factory year in, year out is why I'm so offended they've allowed Michigan to waltz right into this title. 
unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Oh, boy. Angela, I forgot to say hi to you. My dad also, always Irish senior, forgot to say hi to you too. Oh, boy. All right. That's going to be it for the show, you guys. I got some things I got to do. Got to get some more medicine. Like, that. that's going to be it. I got a couple more callers, but I got something at 11 I got to be at. So I'm going to have to call it a day there. B1 Rotate, thanks for the $10. I don't know why. A lot of energy on the show today, and I like it. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for donating. Thank you for calling. Thank you for chatting. And then tomorrow, tomorrow, we're going to break down this recruiting class in 25 and the nuance. We need to go over it. It's a big, big deal. So stay tuned for that video. And then I'll have a short for you guys tonight. Thanks for being here.